Hey everyone, welcome to Black, Married, and in the Military, a podcast that explores unique experiences, challenges, and even triumphs of military life. I'm Teresa Alexis, known as the Military Bride Strategist, and I'm your host. Today I'm going to be answering some questions that are sent to me either via messenger, text, email, or that are usually posted in my group. Um, If you have questions, you can send them to Teresa, that's T-H-E-R-E-S-A, at TeresaAlexis.com, or you can find me on Facebook at Teresa Alexis Speaks or IG, same handle, and submit your questions through Messenger. So first question I got was, what are some things you did while your spouse was deployed? So for me, it was a little bit different because we were dual military. So I actually just went to work. I mean, I wasn't like a stay-at-home mom or a military spouse who was working a civilian job. So I was also active duty. So I was pretty busy with that. Um, the first time my husband deployed, he we didn't have any children. So it wasn't I guess they're all difficult. Let me just say that. But it wasn't as difficult because I didn't have another human to look after. It was just really myself. Um, But one thing I did do while my spouse was deployed on his first deployment was we decided that over the phone, we would not have any type of negative altercations, no type of negativity whatsoever. In theory, great idea. It didn't always work, but for the most part, we stood by that because the last thing I wanted was for us to be at odds and like he didn't come home or I got hurt on a training training exercise or something and he never saw me again. That's the last thing we wanted. So while he was deployed, that's one thing we implemented and that was probably the most foundational thing that we did and we were like young, like 20-ish. So, you know, us doing that, you know, and nobody like really taught us that. That's just something that we decided together that we would do. And we, for the most part, like I said, stood by that. So I would say for the main thing for me, that's what I did while my husband was deployed. Now, if you're a spouse, you know, a stay-at-home spouse, or you're working a, a civilian job, or on base even, and your spouse is deployed, some things you can do just to keep your mind from being clouded with worry and anxiety is you can journal, you can get in shape if you're not already in shape, or do like a couple boot camps if you are one of those fitness type people to help others get in shape. Um, you, You know, And this is thinking just people who may not have kids. But if you have kids, there's all types of things you can do. Like once a month, you can make it a point to like create a a memory journal of this is what we did or a memory scrapbook. This is what we did while you were deployed, you know, and write letters to your spouse. I understand there are some some situations where you can't always send letters, but for the most part in this modern day, 2021, it's a lot better than it was back when we were in, which I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but like technology changes so rapidly that it's incredibly better than it was back then. So I think I covered everything with that question. Number two, did you and your spouse ever bump heads at work? Well, 
we didn't always work together. Um, there was, we worked together when we weren't married. Like we were in the same battalion and he, he had a whole different job than me, matter of fact, but I wasn't actually in my job field, you know, needs of the military. So I was wherever they needed me, which at that time happened to be admin. Little did I know I would later lap move into an administrative type job, but that helped me a lot. But we worked in the mailroom together of all the places, this small little tiny closet of a room that they called a mailroom. And at the time he was like, I think a PFC and I was a Lance Corporal. So E2, E3. And <laughs> my husband had, he was not my husband at the time, but he had a bit of an attitude. And I was like, oh my God, they didn't put me in here with this, this person. Yeah. Everybody has met somebody who didn't get promoted and has been bitter towards everybody who did get promoted. Now I'm not saying my husband was bitter, but he was feeling some type of way that I was new to the fleet and I was already a Lance Corporal and he was not. So he never said anything, but just his demeanor definitely showed. It, it showed it. It was like all over his face whenever I'd have to tell him to do something. He would do it, but it was just one of those things where it's like, I'm going to give you a hard time about it. And I tried so hard not to lose my cool. And many times I didn't. Sometimes I just walked out of there because I was like, I'm about to scream in here. But, you know, just like with anybody, not just my spouse, you're going to bump heads because it's a difference of personality. That's just a fact. But for us, <laughs> that that I think it was the small claustrophobic room with the million pieces of mail in there that really got to me. I just cannot do small spaces. And then you got this big stocky dude and this little person, which was me in there together, squished in there with one chair and one desk, if y'all can even imagine this. And it's like, okay, I need you to do this. I need you to do that kind of thing. Oh, and by the way, I didn't have a license. So he literally had to drive me everywhere. It's probably like, I'm tired of driving her <laughs> wherever we got to go pick up mail and drop off mail. Little did he know he'd be married to me and be doing the exact same thing, but I digress. So yeah, I would say we bumped heads a few times, but it was never like really really ugly where it was an all-out almost fist fight or anything like that but yeah because we had a difference of opinion he's from like way up north and I'm from all the way down south so we grew up different so all those things different personalities different backgrounds different perspectives so you're gonna bump heads and at this time he wasn't even my husband so I think that was the probably one and only time that we ever worked in close proximity together where we were just like bumping heads um when we got married we didn't really work with each other we worked close by sometimes and honestly by that time we kind of liked each other you know what I'm saying we liked and loved each other so we would always make it a point if we could to have lunch together and that was always fun and so we would always sit out there I would do most of the talking because I am a talker um he would listen he would talk too but you know it, it was just really fun so the shit that kind of shift happened with us where we were like well he was probably thinking I like her I'm gonna marry her one day she's gonna be my girl I was so not thinking that I was like, I can't wait for this mail clerk assignment to be over so I never have to do it again, which was a lie because, you know, when they find out that you didn't did someone, you go to a different unit and they're like, oh, look at you. You, you want to do this again, don't you? No. So, but, you know, for us, it was a shift from like that to, to dating in his mind was a lot sooner than me. And then we got married and 
we didn't we didn't even work together anymore. weren't in the same unit. Um, I went back to my actual MOS, which was Motor T at that time, and he was supply. So yeah, he was a warehouse clerk. So he went back to his job. And then from there, it was just a different type of relationship. And I get that not everybody can work with their spouse because sometimes it can be real crazy. You don't know how to separate home and work. I know, I get it. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's easy, but you have to find creative ways to be able to work together, to not bring whatever your home issues are to work and not bring your work issues home. And be able to be open with each other and talk to each other and say, you know, hey, this was really jacked up. I felt like you was just, you know, stabbing me in the back or leaving me, hanging me out to dry or whatever it may be. Or on the other side, your spouse may feel disrespected. It's like, I felt like you disrespected me. And sometimes you're the same rank, sometimes you're not. I mean, we weren't always the same rank. And, you know, my husband would always come to my job or he'll call, you know, for me, but we didn't work together. And I remember someone said something out to way, out the way to him about me. Oh man, his his head snapped so quickly. I'd never seen that. And I was like, yeah, we just gonna go. Cause I knew he was about to read that other sergeant. Cause they were the same rank. I was still a corporal at the time. So, but working with your spouse can be challenging, but it can also be very fun and exciting. You know, it really can. And when you make certain uh, decisions and set certain boundaries with just working home, it can be a lot smoother. Like I said, you can say, Hey, these issues are just for home. When we're at work, we're a team. Whether you work on one floor and I work on the next, whatever. But at work, we're a team. At home, we'll deal with home issues. Even on lunch break, we ain't going to talk about the home stuff because that needs to be handled at home. And vice versa, if y'all have a disagreement at work, okay, say we're going to table this and maybe you can talk about it at home, but not in the bedroom, y'all. Don't do it. Just don't do it. You know, if you need to talk it out, do that. But I, I feel like you should do it outside of your house, you know, but whatever works for you. If it works for you to talk about it at home so you resolve it so you can have a clean slate then by all means I'm not saying don't do that do that if that works for you you know but don't do nothing because doing nothing just that stuff just builds up and you become bitter that we were still on number two I think okay number three what was your experience being dual military with kids Ooh. okay so like I said we first got married my husband had his first deployment you know and all of that we didn't have any kids but I tell you and anybody who has had a spouse going deployment and they come back and you get knocked up can attest to this it it'd be real it'd be real it's like you be expecting to see your spouse you're happy and then it's like oh snap we're pregnant and honestly it wasn't all bad but it also wasn't all good i wish i could tell y'all it was all great and peachy but it just was not because sometimes commands just suck and they have this thing that they say not everybody says this because i think other people or a lot of people do have common sense but this whole phrase well, if the military wanted you to have a family, they would have issued you one. I hate that crap. I hate that. I will talk about that all the time because it's like, why would you say that? Why would you say that? And some of the people who say it have family them families themselves. So it's like, why would that be something you say? It was, it wasn't all bad, but I, I'm telling you when those 
challenging times did come around, it seemed terrible. It seemed terrible when we were going through it. Now, there were times where, you know, I had to stay at work late and so did my husband or he was deployed. So it's only me and the child. We had one kid for a minute. You know, it was just me and the kid. And it's like, okay, I need to go get my child. And, you know, at the time I was a corporal during this time. And I remember my sergeant at the time was trying to give me a hard time. I was like, I'm going to get my kid because I'm not about to leave him at daycare. So they, I mean, because they're going to call you and say she left her child here. Then I'm in trouble because they called the gunny and not you or like the master sergeant and not you. And then y'all looking at me like, why you ain't go get your child? Well, I tried to. I was like, you know, I wasn't the one to wait to, for them to say yes. It's like, okay, well, if you got to write me up, do that. But I'm going to get my child. I, I'm willing to come back, but I'm going to go get my kid first. I'm not just going to let my kid be out there all willy nilly. I'm never doing that. You write me up all day for that one, but I'm leaving. I'm up out of here. So I would leave, you know, because most of the time my husband would be the one deployed like to combat, but I wouldn't be that far off. I'd be TAD or whatever. And I didn't go TAD a lot once I let move to finance, but you know, it, it was, it became a thing where it was like, well, we need you here. Mm-hmm. I know you do. But also my kid needs me to pick them up because they can't walk home because they're not a teenager. He's like one. So, <laughs> you know, I'm going to get my child. And I've had to leave and do that before. And I didn't just do that for me. But ain't no telling how many parents were scared to say no or scared to leave. You know, I came back to work with my child, but I'm like, I'm going to go get them right now. I don't understand the issue right here. So, you know, but there were some really good times also where, you know, I was allowed to do what I needed to do for my children, you know, and when my husband's command would act crazy, my command would call them and be like, okay, you ain't about to have just my Marine over here doing it all. They both are Marines. They both need to take turns. So my command was really good when I would tell them, hey, these type of things are happening and his command is not really letting him go talking about he can't do it. He literally sitting over there doing nothing because I just came from there. So, you know, there were times where my command was really great. The unfortunate thing is though, for us, just in our experience is, it seems like we never had a great command at the same time. It's either he had a really good command who was willing to work with him, you know, when we had kids or, you know, I was pregnant and he needed to be at an appointment or something that was important for both of us to know. And mine would be just straight trash or mine would be really good and be working with me and trying to figure out things when we had a daughter who was um, medically fragile and then his command be trash. I'm like, I'm gonna need them to get this together, be on the same page. So, you know, it's it's challenging because, you know, the military wanna pull you left and right, front and back and all these directions, never taking into account the fact that you're married to another military person, whether they active duty reserves, whatever, or the fact that you have kids, it's almost like they forget or don't care. Some people just really don't care. And some people just really act like they have amnesia. But what you have to do in those situations is number one, talk to your spouse and say, hey, this is what we're going to have to do to set a boundary within ourselves. And then we're going to have to sit down with each of our commands and talk. I don't know how many times I've went in my husband's Sergeant Major's office and talked to him about stuff concerning my husband and, you know, our children. Or how many times my husband has been in my gunny's office and talked to him about stuff, you know, 
know, and my my gunny, my gunny at the time, I will not say his name because hopefully he'll come on here later to talk to you all. But I remember when I first got to Japan, I had just had a baby, like just had a baby. And I was still on that um that little time where I can get back in standards. And ugh, it was rough being over there. It was hot. It was humid. I felt like I was going to die just breathing the air, getting off the plane. Um, And then I had to, they gave me extra time for being over there because they knew that, yeah, we were, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they gave us extra time for that. Me, they was a little bit more lenient because of the circumstances. But my gunny at that time brought my husband in there, talked to him, talked to him through stuff and told him, basically gave him the man of the house type dad speech all of that. I wasn't in there for that. I don't know what it was. He asked me to step out. I respected that. It was man to man. I ain't had nothing to do with that. But that type of stuff I can appreciate. And in having children, you know, somebody taking, you know, that time to pour into you in that way. I don't, I don't take that lightly because for the most part, you're always trying to find those people who can pour into you and mentor you because they've been dual active duty before with children or they've been through something similar. So I always try to look out for those type of people and how they can help me and pour into me because you need those type of people when you're dual military and you have children in the mix because it's not easy and you're going to look need to look to people to ask them questions and see what they've been through, get their guidance on something. So overall, I I think me and my husband had a good experience being doing military with kids, but there were some challenges which eventually made me get out the military. Um, but overall, when I look back over it, because we had those people pouring into us, and sometimes it was tough love and stuff we didn't want to hear. Let me be clear about that. It wasn't always the nice frilly crap because that ain't the type of people we are. So, you know, we probably would have thought they was lying to us anyway. But we accepted that tough love, even though we didn't want it all the time. And it definitely helped us in our career and helped us in our marriage and helped us in our parenting. And I am going to be forever grateful of that. And I hope just me sharing that part helps you all who are listening. Number four, how did you meet your spouse and what was your first impression of them? Ugh. Okay, <laughs> so I won't share the whole story because my husband is going to come on here later and we're going to share how we really met. But basically, we met in the military. I know some couples meet before and then they join, but I wouldn't have ever known him because he lived all the way up north, like Virginia, D.C., Maryland area, and I am from Alabama. So it's like, I never would have met him, not even going there to visit. So, cause I've been there to visit and I had never, you know, met him. So we met in the military. He joined, I think within the same year I did, like a year after he graduated. I joined like right after I graduated. So, and then I was in a debt program for a little while and later on went to boot camp. but that's how we met. But when I first saw my husband, number one, the very first thing he asked me was if I wanted to cuddle. I'm like, I was so confused because number one, I was a stranger, <laughs> you know, and I was talking to someone else, but him, I was like, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking he is like real comfortable asking me this very intimate type question. And I don't know if he was serious or if he meant anything bad, but I was just like, I know you ain't serious. I know you ain't really asked me that right now. So <laughs> my first impression of him was like, this dude is crazy. This dude is on something else that I don't want any part of. And honestly thought I'd, I was hoping I would not see him anymore. <laughs> but anybody knows when you live in, live in the 
barracks, you're going to see people all the time, more times than you want to, unless it's one of those situations where you just have to get placed somewhere else. But my first impression was not great. I didn't even, I didn't even know, like, honestly, this would be somebody I would be married to. Because I wasn't thinking about marriage when I joined the military. I wasn't thinking about marriage or having kids. I was thinking about getting away from Alabama where I was born and raised and doing something else with my life, making a better life for me. Um, And then eventually, like at the age I am now, now I'm in my 30s, I thought I would be married around this time and having like my first child. Mm, Clearly I was wrong, (laughs) but that's, that's basically how we met. And that was my impression of him. Also didn't even think he liked me for real. I thought he liked my roommate, but I'm, yeah, I think they were plotting. Matter of fact, I know they were because here I am married to this guy now with a bunch of kids. So there's that. Number five, what is the best advice you can give newly married couples in the military or remind the seasoned military couples about? I would say don't sweat the small stuff because you can make everything be a thing if you want to, but it's not going to end well for you, your spouse, or your marriage. You don't have to nitpick and micromanage your spouse. You don't have to make them feel like they're less than. So I would say don't smet don't sweat the small stuff and also set boundaries. And I know I said that a lot, but what I mean by set boundaries is tell your spouse what makes you uncomfortable or feel some kind of way and allow them to do the same. Again, y'all are from two different places. Even if you grew up in the same place, you got two different perspectives, two different households, and you're coming together to become one. That's a process. I know people like to think, oh, we got married. We're one now. It's a process because becoming one means that you're becoming. It doesn't mean snap your finger. You're one now. That would be easier. Let me tell you, but it's going to be a process. It's going to be a process of intention, of, of love, of sacrifice, of compromise. And those things aren't negative. Those things are great. Those things are good and they help you grow individually and as a married couple and you never want to just dismiss something like that setting boundaries will help you in ways that maybe you don't see right now but like in the future let's see something so if your spouse mentioned to you, maybe not all men, but certain men, they don't want you to be friends with because it makes them feel uncomfortable or they feel like it's too too awkward to be a friendship. I would respect that and I would listen to my spouse. Why? Because I love my spouse and I value their opinion. I value their opinion and I want to know what they think, you know, and I want to validate their feelings because that's needed. Also, you never want your spouse to feel like you're putting someone else before them. Them by not doing, not respecting what they voice to you. They're either never going to talk to you again about anything or it's going to be like thin ice in your relationship or the relationship is going to dissolve before it even really gets started. You know, and if you've been married for a while, then you, you have wasted all those years because I've seen couples that are seasoned. They're like, they've been married 15, 17, 20 years and then they get divorced and I'm confused. Like what? And a lot of them say the same things. Same issue keep coming up same thing that's not listened to but if you're 
setting boundaries and you're talking about it, then you're constantly, constantly refining this thing because it's based off the season of life you're in. You and your spouse. So don't sweat the small stuff. And I'm not saying stuff that really hurts you, let it go. I said, don't sweat the small stuff. Oh man, he didn't pick up his socks today. Or she didn't pick up, I don't know, whatever today. She didn't cook dinner, whatever. Um, You just think, think a different perspective. Think a different way. That's small. They could be really exhausted. I tell my husband all the time to pay attention to the signs. I love a clean house. I like leaving when I'm going on vacation or anything like that, or just leaving just for fun. I like leaving my house clean because I like to come back to a clean house. If I'm struggling and it's not clean, it's like, dude, I'm off. I'm off. I'm exhausted. I'm stressed. I'm some because nothing is cleaned around here. And while I don't really do all the cleaning myself, it's like I'm real type A when it comes to leaving for an extended period of time and my house is not in tip top shape. And it's it's not just the military in me. It's how I grew up. I grew up where the house wasn't just wasn't the best all the time. So for me, I just love to come to, to a good clean functioning house. Plus, I'll know if something's out of place if I'm cleaning it and making sure it's organized. So that works for me. But you have to do what works for you. And also with just not sweating the small stuff and setting boundaries, listen to your spouse. It's not always about you. It really is not. We like to love. We love to think it is all about us or mainly about us or should be mostly about us. But it's not. Marriage is two people. So both of you have to be able to set boundaries. And if you can't come to an agreement together, you're always welcome to reach out to me as a coach, a marriage coach. And you know, if you need higher level therapy, definitely seek that out. Uh, Number six, what is something valuable you gained from the military? Something valuable I gained from the military, I feel like is just my thought process, my ability to adapt to certain situations, and just the overall mentality and resilience that comes with being military. I always say once military, always military because it it goes with you. You never really leave it because it's it's ingrained in you for so long. Even if you serve just four years, two years even back when they were doing that, you know. So something I gained from that was resilience, mindset, the ability to adapt which isn't always easy, but it definitely helps you and it helps you look at look at things differently because while something would probably have normally ate away at you or phased you in some way, it's like, oh, that's not really that serious. I've been through worse, I've seen worse, I've done worse kind of thing, you know? And so I, w- I would say that is the most valuable thing I gained from the military. And the reason why it's so valuable is just in the workforce and civilian life. You need those things. You need to be able to be resilient. You need to be able to adapt to change. COVID, it sucked, but it didn't really affect a whole lot of military people, both in service and out transition. So it it didn't really affect us. Now, I'm not talking about those instances where it's like they were already suffering from depression or anything like that. 
And even the extroverts were probably like really okay because they're like, ah, we're used to hurrying up and wait. We're used to having to adapt to change. We're used to having to adapt to to lockdowns or stuff like that. So I would say that's the most valuable thing that I gained. It's one of them. I won't say the most valuable, but one of the valuable things I gained from serving in the military. And also too, just with all these questions that were submitted, it it really gets you thinking just of your life and things you've been through and how it's affected both you, your spouse, your children, and even those around you, maybe friends that are not associated with the military or family members outside of you know your immediate family and just people you've met along the way. It definitely gets you to thinking about how things that you've been through and things that you have learned and how you've been shaped and transitioned and transformed into the person you are now has affected both you, your work, and those around you. And honestly, it can either be positive or negative. I like to choose the positive road. And I also get that no matter what you do, some people just gonna be offended by who you are. You may be too confident for them. You may be too whatever for them. But I wanna encourage you to be yourself. Be who you were made to be. Never back down from a fight. Always go forth and chase your dream. Whether that be to serve a 30-year service, you know, and make it to general or sergeant major or whatever. I know not every branch has those same ranks, but I'm just thinking Marine, but whatever your branch is. And even if you're a civilian listening to this, like a military spouse or someone listening to this, whatever your goals are, go for that, chase it, do it. It don't matter how saturated the field is. You think Jesus thought, oh wait, there's a lot of prophets out here. I'm going to not be about my father's business because there's so many already there. And there were people who thought he was fake, who thought he didn't know what he was talking about. But you know what? He did anyway. He did it anyway. So to you, I say, you got this and you can do it too. And I'm rooting for you. I don't even have to know you, but I'm cheering you on because the world needs you. We're all needed. Don't you think for a second that you're not valuable to someone because you are. So thank you all for listening. Three things I want to give you from just this question and answer thing is one, stay encouraged, stay authentic, and go after your dreams. I know that's hard for some to do, but I really believe that this world needs all of us and that all of us together can make a difference in this world. Number two, your life doesn't have to look like anybody else's life. It's yours. It's your life. It's your marriage. It's your military service. It's your household. Be okay with being different. We weren't all meant to be the same. Even though they train us in the military to kind of be uniform, we're all still different. We're all still different. And we're all good at different things. And when those things come together, we work well together. And number three, don't ever compromise yourself, your marriage, your household, or any of that to appease anyone. Because honestly, they wouldn't do it for you. And it's just not beneficial to anybody. It hurts you. It hurts your spouse. It hurts your family. So don't compromise yourself because somebody thinks you should. Be encouraged, do well, and go for it. And don't wait. If you're interested in finding out more about me, the number one military marriage, family, and relationship coach, you can go to www.teresaalexis.com or connect with me on social at Teresa Alexis Speaks on IG, Facebook, and TikTok, and T Alexis Speaks on Clubhouse and Twitter. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. 
Be sure to subscribe and activate notifications so you don't miss out on any new episodes that go live. I'm excited going forward by how this podcast will impact your life and cultivate a better you and a better marriage and family dynamic. Now go forth and be awesome.